When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh! The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. Welcome to the Driver's Seat. We've got Townsville in the rearview mirror. We've got Queensland Raceway coming up on the horizon. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. And boys, have we got a hell of a feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice to kick it all off. Because uh, when you talk about uh, major figures in supercars, uh, who do you reckon is someone that's really spread throughout uh, pit lane? Well, there's a few. There is a few. And some of them are controversial. Some of them are not. Uh, some of them have a voice, some of them do not, Nimsy. Well, some of them are scared to have one. Yes, and so there are... I don't we think love our, it. our first guest is uh, scared <laughs> to have a voice. No, no. <laughs> we love it when we actually have a voice within Supercar that loves to have an opinion, um, doesn't own a team, supports, and can throw his weight around and have good, strong, honest opinions. I think our fans like it. We love it. So I'm really looking forward to our first guest. I think it's going to be great. You know what? In case you haven't picked it up, he is the founder of Boost Mobile. He sponsors not just uh, the Boost Mobile Commodore for Brody Kostecki, but also James Courtney in the number 44 Ford Mustang for Tickford Racing. Also throws his support behind Macca at Brad Jones Racing and in Super 2 also backs Macaulay Jones. And you know those jumpy trucks that we love? Well, he also yes. backs them as well. Please welcome for the first time to the driver's seat, the one and only Peter Adderton. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. You did... Uh... <laughs> You, you did forget that we're doing the Boost Mobile 500 up at the Gold Coast as well. So um, Exactly right. We, we, we have an event as well at, at Supercars. So you do. I appreciate well, you guys having me on. What we usually call schoolies for adults is uh, the Gold Coast event, <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. And I must say, Peter, welcome to the show because you are making your debut, and it's a fortuitous debut as well because for the first time in our five-year history of the driver's seat, we're going live into New Zealand tonight, both North and South Island, and I reckon if there is a sponsor in motorsport that will grab the raptures of the New Zealand crowd, it's going to be you because you're bringing King Murphy and Richie Stanaway back to Bathurst, so a sensational time for you to debut on the show. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love New Zealand. love the New Zealanders. They're, they're extremely passionate when it comes to motorsport, and you know, I've been a big supporter of Greg's for over 20, 25 years. So, uh, yeah, love that. And I'm glad that you guys have got yourself in New Zealand. That's really good news. So, mate, uh, let's let's talk about um, Boost for a minute because, as I said in the opener there, you don't own a team. You are a sponsor and you partner with a number of drivers and you partner with Events Now and the Jumpy Trucks, which I'm, Mrs. Max says I'm not allowed to drive anytime soon. But stadium yeah, Super Trucks. In case super Stadium yeah. Super Trucks, that's right. <laughs> Boost Mobile Jumpy Trucks. Um, so yeah, you're heavily involved in the sport. I mean, what what is it about this sport that appeals to you and why is Boost so heavily involved? Well, look, I've been obviously a big fan of motorsport for, for many, many years, you know, dating back to the time when I sat on the couch with my dad watching races. So there's a, there's a love of the sport. The other thing I found with Boost is that, you know, any of these brands, whether it's Red Bull or Monster, you, you need to have energy. You need to portray energy in your brand. And I think what motorsport does for us, especially all those different elements, to, you know, the, the Super 2s and the uh, V8 Supercars and the trucks as well, is it brings a level of energy to your brand. And that's really important to us. So, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, Boost has been involved in the sport is one, 
the energy that brings to the brands, also my passion for it, but also the fans. The fans are extremely loyal. And, you know, when you're putting a product on, a, on the side of a car or you're putting a product, um, you know, up on a stadium somewhere, it's really important to have the engagement of the fans. And I think a lot of times people just put things up, big brand advertisers put it up and, and, and don't have a connection. So what we've tried to do is, is, is bring a story to what we do. Everything we try to do has a story to it. It tries to have some authenticity to it. I mean, we try to do different things. You know, most brands sit up there and they have a product manager and the product manager looks at it and signs it off and never goes to a race, doesn't understand the drivers, the personalities, doesn't understand the team. So we're very, very different. We are engaged, our brand and I am engaged and our brand's engaged in the sport and in the fans. And, you know, sometimes that people like that and then sometimes people, you know, think that's controversial. Um, I always laugh because, you know, I'm supposedly controversial because I have an opinion. Um, I would argue that everyone should be controversial because everyone should actually have an opinion. Some people don't want to say it or do it, but you know, I think today's world, we, you need to have an opinion. And, and if that's controversial, then you know what? Everyone should be controversial. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pete, it's Stevie J here, mate. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, I do. I love what I love. What I love about Boost and yourself is, as you probably just alluded to, everybody, you, you're you're outside the square. You're outside the box. You're outside the normality of what supercars has been and is sort of, um, I wouldn't say getting to the stage that it got a bit boring, but it got a bit monotonous. It got a bit sort of straight down the line, school sort of yard type, where now um, you're venturing out into these, as you said, different opinions and, and and I guess people can take that either way. And, and what I love about what you're doing is you don't care whether it's one way or another, you're just getting it out there. But what I want to know is, you know, boosters spread – through supercars quite a bit, as you alluded to. You've got driver sponsorship, you've got car sponsorships, you've got event sponsorships. What what defines like a boost driver? Because you've got two very different guys in, in James and Brody, uh, and you love seeing them battle on the track, even though they're both sponsored by the same brand. What defines, uh, you know, what you would like to see within the boost guidelines? It's people who don't fit in a box, like people who aren't portrayed as, something that they're not you know the first thing i say to any driver that i have and anyone we back by the way they be it surf or be it motorsport or be it uh, any of the other events we be is, is, is be who you are now not everyone's going to like that but you know what i like i like authenticity i like you to be real you know and and you don't have to agree with me by the way not everybody agrees with my stance you know not james doesn't always agree with what i say and neither does does brody but i said guys just be who you are and, and what i loved about brody is brody is a true racer and, and he's one of those guys where what you see is what you get, right? He's not intimidated by anybody. And, and by the way, no driver should be. Uh, he's not intimidated by anybody, and it's who it is. And, and you look at James. You know, James and I go back, the relationship there's for a long, long time. The other thing I try to pride ourselves on at Boost is to, to look after athletes in the good times and the bad times. And, and a lot of sponsors just dump people, right, if it doesn't have any value anymore. And, you know, when James was at the end of his career, didn't have – um, anywhere else to go because we had supported James since he was a teenager. Same with Chad Reed. Um, I step up and go, no, this is the time that demonstrates that that's what the brand stands for. So we like to be there at the beginning of the career and the end of the career of the athlete. And what that does then is if you're an athlete like, you know, Brock Feeney, you're like, well, I'm going to sign with Boost because I know no matter what happens, Boost will be with me towards the end, you know, to, to, to the end. And there's very few sponsors. And you see these guys, they're in and out of cars, they're in and out of sponsors. They've got, you know, a flurry of helmets at home with every different sponsor that they've ever had through their career. And a boost um, athlete always has boost. <laughs> we'll always be there. And I think yeah. that that's, that's one of the things we pride ourselves on. And I love that because that's also, you know, you're not breaking the mold there with respect because if we look back into the history of our sport, you got, you know, Brock was always synonymous with mobile. Your father, Stevie J, was synonymous with Shell and is back there. And I think it's... I think it's a valuable lesson for partners to take that long-term view, not just the seasonal view or the race-by-race view, uh, Peter. So I think that's an, an absolutely uh, tried, true, true tried and tested strategy into aligning a brand with someone. You mentioned Brock Feeney there. Tell me about Brock because, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of chat up and down pit lane that he is the the presumptive the hair driver, apparent, if you the, will. The, the hair apparent to go into uh, <laughs> to Jamie's seat. But – you know, you've also come out and said, well, if he doesn't get that, he will still be 
in a supercar seat somewhere in in next year. So uh, by that statement alone, Pete, that tells me that he's not necessarily a shoe in at that chair. And if he didn't go, if he doesn't go in there, will we see him at somewhere like Tickford next year, or because you'd want to put him into a competitive car? Look, I think that seats Brock to lose. Um, as a triple eight seat, um, you know, we've been a big supporter of Brock and, and just on that and any other young drivers that are listening, the, the main reason why I supported Brock, you know, I've obviously been in America for 20 years. The main reason why I supported Brock is most athletes and drivers that we have, we constantly are on them about wear a hat, wear a t-shirt, do something on social media, tag us. Brock has that support from boost for one reason. Obviously he's extremely fast and he's all the things you want. Brock would always wear a boost hat, even when I wouldn't ask him to, right? He always posted something with boost. And, and everyone says, it can't be that simple, Peter. I said, no, it is that simple, right? If you're managing an athlete, if you're a dad managing an athlete, right? And you've got a brand like boost, you're a sponsorship brand, go over and above what we ask you to do because it does get noticed. And so when I sit there and I look at what Brock's done, and we probably put him into his first uh, Bathurst with, um, you know, with James, because I thought that was really, really important. We will continue to support him. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Triple Eight, I think they're probably playing games to try to stretch the story out. I think Brock's got the seat. Sure. Um, but what I've said to Brock is, Brock, if you don't have that seat, let these guys let you know and we'll put you in a seat because the guy has earned his right to race a supercar. And he's he's actually proven that, like, especially even the last round or last two rounds up at Townsville, the last yep. two weekends. Mm-hmm. He's at, I, I think there was only one session that he didn't top. You know, and uh, and that was practice. I think in on last weekend, which yeah. was which was a Sunday practice. So yeah. he's fast enough. I've known Brock for a long time, and um, you know he he deserves everything he gets. He works bloody hard behind the scenes. Uh, he's not just a turn up race driver with his helmet in his hand and where's my car. Mm. He gets his hands dirty. He does the work behind the scenes, and he's reaping the rewards on the track. But I did want to. I know we touched on uh, the story about. Greg and uh, and Richie uh, before, but I, I loved the I loved the the interviews that they, those guys did. Uh, was it supercar on the supercars life, whatever yeah. it was? Yeah. Um, and yep. just and with with you on there, Pete, and just how much you had to coax them into twist their arm and really push hard to get them to accept. Normally, a driver would go, yeah, like if if a sponsor's offering a, a seat, you go, yeah, absolutely, but you really had to work hard to get these guys back on track in a boost car. Yeah. And it was a challenge. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, the one thing that I think that supercars has been lacking is the entertainment factor. I mean, you look at what happened at Townsville and you look at what happened at the race before that and the race after that and the next race is you pretty much know what's going to happen, right? You pretty yeah. much know the, 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 the storyline, right? And they, and then they try to create storylines, but at the end of the day, you know, what's going to happen. It's fairly predictable. What I wanted to do, and I actually saw when Super Chief came out and put that uh, you know, Russell Engel, Brock Feeney thing together. I was like, okay, they're not going to outmarket us. So I rang Greg and, and Richie. Both of them had, <laughs> I tried to get Greg before. I actually tried to get Greg to drive with Richie a while back when we had the, uh, I think it's 2018 in the GRM car, but he wouldn't do it. And so that, that was it. I decided, I, I, I never got to see Greg race Bathurst at the, the last Bathurst because I was obviously in America for the last 20 years. I was you know, a big supporter of his. So I just rang him up and I just guilt tripped him the whole way home. And I said, Greg, I don't care, mate. I'm going where you probably don't want me to go, Greg. But I'm going to say I've never asked you to do anything for me ever. I've done so much for you. I'm asking you to do this for me. How good. And, and, he, and, and, and Greg's like, don't go there, Peter. I said, no, Greg, I'm going there. And then I basically rang up and kind of misled Richie a little bit by saying, oh, Greg's doing it. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then I said, and then Richie goes, well, give me – give me some time to think about it. And I said, no, no, Richie, I'll, I'll give you some time. I'll call you back tomorrow. And then I just hounded him and hounded him and hounded him. And I said, Richie, it can't be the way that it ended. That can't be the chapter that finishes Richie's race career. Right. Yeah. I said, cause I felt kind of responsible for putting him in an environment at Gary Rogers. You know, Gary's a very old school guy. And I knew that by the way, 20 years ago, but I kind of thought Gary might've, you know, changed his style a little bit when we put him <laughs> in there, but you know, he hadn't. And so it was a very, very, it was a clash of a European driver like Richie, who's basically used to putting his helmet on, getting in the car, drive the car, come back, talk to the engineer, don't talk to the press, go straight out the back and go home. But supercars is very different, right? So it's a very different environment. And it was 
I think it was a bit of a shock to Richie, and maybe even, you know, again, I keep blaming myself a little bit for putting him in an environment <laughs> where it probably wasn't the right one. So I said, Richie, we can't let it end like that. Let's have some fun. Let's go to Bathurst. And, and eventually both the boys agreed. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited because I think, you know, this, this Bathurst this year is going to be um, – it's going to be fun to watch because there are no predictable stories now, right? You've got the wild cards in there. And I think the wild cards have added an element of spice uh, to the, uh, to the race. Absolutely. What's actually, yeah. what's actually pretty funny, Peter, is that because we had uh, Greg Murphy on after the announcement and he basically said that exact same story except from his <laughs> point of view. <laughs> Slightly different, wasn't I mean, it? it was... <laughs> yeah. No, we, uh, I, I reminded Greg, Actually, I think Greg dated one of my old girlfriends I reminded him of as well. So, yeah. <laughs> he didn't tell us about that one. No, I didn't tell us about no, that bit out. No. I don't know whether he wanted to or he tried. He, I know he tried. <laughs> Very funny. In fact, it's interesting, Pete. We're just going back to our conversation a little earlier about the loyalty of fans and that sort of stuff. One of our one of our regular listeners, uh, Peter from Munta Bay in South Australia's text and he said, proud to be a Boost mobile user after listening to Peter from Boost. So there you go. Good on you, Peter from uh, Munta Bay. Oh, mate, awesome. Mate, there, appreciate there those go. guys. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate absolutely. those guys very much. Mate, I, I want to touch on one last thing. You've given us a lot of time tonight. We really appreciate it. I want to just touch on one last thing because it is topical and I think you're right in the middle of it and, and – um, we read on auto action and we read on fast deli, all these sorts of stories about what's happening with the buyout with supercars. Now I'm sure there's going to be some commercial confidences that you can't speak through, but I, and I saw your post during the week, which was very funny. It was alleged earlier in the week that your buyout is now gone, that your, your consortium with, uh, with a few other people like Mick Doohan and Peter Smith, Jack Smith's father is done and dusted. But at the very least, can you at least clarify on this show whether you are in or or are you out? Well, I mean, we, obviously, I've been interested in supercars, and I actually mentioned this, I think, you know, prior to the, the process that supposedly is being run right now, that I was interested in, in uh, acquiring supercars, and, and not because I'm an egomaniac that needs to control everything. It's because I believe the sport can be way better than where it is today. Um, I do get up every morning and I look for my um, my media outlet to see what I'm doing. Um, so yep. I, I'll read auto action and they say that I'm out of the bid mm-hmm. and then I'll read another one that says we're back in on the bid. <laughs> I, I can say that I have always had interest. But the, the thing that really drives me is that supercars, the, the business, right, is just nothing more than an events company, right? They just basically own events. What I really want and what I have always believed is that the teams, the stars in their cars, but more importantly, the teams need to be strengthened. They need to have the lion's share of the revenue. They need to make sure that their business models are strong, not just for themselves, but to bring in new people. You know, I've looked at obviously owning a team and I've looked at buying a team. And the first thing I do when I look at the teams is I go, any smart businessman would not invest $1 into that team. So if we were to do anything, the first thing that we would want to do is make sure that the teams had a business model that brought in more investment, more team owners, and that you basically being a team owner, it wasn't a charity to allow supercars and Archer Capital to basically raise, you know, run events when you're losing money and you're not making yeah. money. So for me, the, 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 the structure, if I was to do something, would be all about giving the teams the strength, not only for their business model, but for other new investors coming in. Um, it's been written, are we interested? Yes, we are interested in, in, in supercars. And it's not because... I'm sitting there going, we need to make more money. We're trying to buy this as a business. I mean, that's not why I'm doing it. And I guarantee it's not why a lot of people uh, are doing it. There are others out there that are commercially uh, minded, American-based commercially minded you know, companies that I read about. Mm-hmm. And that's all about the P&L for them, right? And, and people don't realize, I've lived in America for 20 years. They will invest in these things. And if they don't work, they just pull out. I mean, Australia is 1% of the world, right? So when an American thinks of Australia, it's a hobby. Right? They'll have a go at it. If it doesn't work, they'll cut their losses and they'll leave. A, a consortium of passionate, hard-working people who built their own businesses, who love the sport, will grow that sport even when it has tough times. And it's going to have tough times. So you know, from my perspective, I, I love the sport. We want to see it get better and we want to see it get bigger. We want to bring in new brands. And, and, but more importantly, get those teams to the point where they're, they're, they're really viable business models, Right. And that these guys can actually make money because when they're strong, um, yep. the series is strong. 
So what would be the first thing, and it's, again, commercial confidence, you have to be very careful here, but there's going to be a list of 10, 20, 30 things that, you're cha- that you would change. What would be the first thing that Peter Adderton would change if he were in charge of supercars? The first thing is to get the team stronger, is to help the teams understand how to get uh, sponsors. You know, if you, look at the, um, if you look at the grid right now, I always have this kind of joke, right? The, the, the top three or four teams have money, and then the rest of them are basically, you know, a high-end rental car, right? <laughs> basically, people buy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? so, 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 so I sit there and go, we've got to fix that, right? From the, from the low-income housing down the end of the pits, all the way back up to the high-income housing, it's got to be more fair and balanced. So you've got to be able to spread the wealth across those teams to make sure that they're all viable. And, and I think that that's the key thing for us. The other thing is to get other people to invest in the sport. You know, Pitbull, who's one of our, you know, big, in, you know, was one of our big um, you know, music artists in, uh, in America, just bought into a NASCAR team, right? So you're starting to see more people come into to NASCAR outside of the sport. Yeah. That's what supercars needs, right? In order to grow the sport, the problem we have is that supercars talks to the supercars audience, right? Which sadly is going away, right? And so if you're going to expand a sport, you've got to expand the audience. Well, you can't do it by basically marketing to the same people all the time. Right. So you've yeah, got to yeah. expand that. And, and so that's the first thing that I would look at. I mean, there's a hundred things that, that we would look at changing, but the first one is get the team stronger, Make sure that they've got brands and advertisers that will come in now and support them. Obviously, get the show right. Um, and that's why, you know, it's been rumoured that I want the teams out, right? I don't want the teams out because I sit there and go, I don't like the teams. In fact, I would be giving the teams more. I just think that in order for anything to work, you can't be run by a committee, right? Nothing ever yeah. has been successful when you have a committee trying to run it, when you've got two or three or four shareholders who don't agree on everything, um, that, that's, a, that's a recipe of disaster. And again, it's not about picking on the teams. It's about, hey, this is a better way to operate it and run it. So th- that would be the first thing that we would fix is making sure that the teams are strong. Because at the end of the day, all Supercars is is an events company that owns a bunch of events. Without the teams, the drivers on the track, they basically have bitumen. They basically have a fence with bitumen <laughs> yeah. and, a couple of little, and a couple of little painted stripes on it. That's what they own effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, though, that committee that you were talking about, Pete, it's never going to work when there's people on the committee that have got vested interest within the business. Absolutely. Their only vested interest, and this is the part that I kind of they they get a little bit annoyed with, their only vested interest should be having a viable business. Yeah, correct. Correct. It shouldn't be about the upright. It shouldn't be about this or about that or I need this or I need that. It should be, do I have a viable business? And if you have a viable business, the rest is going to grow. It's going to happen organically, organically um, because yeah. more people want to come in. And, and I've looked at teams. I've looked at their businesses, and I go, I wouldn't invest $1 in those things because they don't make any money. They're struggling. Um, and I'm sitting back going, we've got to fix that because then you're going to have more guys like me come in and go, well, hell, I'll invest in that. That's a good business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I hear, hear. And, I, and it was interesting, <laughs> Pete, I said, we, you know, we, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago about who we think, and we're not on the inside, so we don't know what the what each of the bidders is bringing to the table. But I said one of the things that I like about your consortium is that you have a great mix of business and competitor, not just yep. art competitor, but competitors, Morris, uh, Doohan, as we said, Jack Smith's father's currently yep. involved in the sport through Jack. So it brings a really good spread of like passionate both a sporting content, yeah, so, but yeah. both a sporting content and a show content, and a business content, and too. a business content. Because one yeah. of the things, and I, again, I said it on the show last week. No, I said it on an interview in Perth. Um, the race two weeks ago, the NTI sprint, uh, the NTI race at Townsville, yep. was a snore fest. The show was rubbish. Support classes, classes were rubbish. I just, oh. it was just a crap show. The super sprint last weekend was a lot better, but I think. Your consortium, to me, holds the key to putting on a better show. Not just better racing, but a better show. Yeah, I mean, there's more chance of you seeing a unicorn than the entertainment factor, I'll be honest with you right now, that's going on with supercars, right? And, and, and the Shane Van Gisberg, uh, Cam Waters race was a unicorn, right? It should yes, be yep. every single time that those cars Agreed. take to the track. Yep. And I think that that's one of the things that, that, needs to take, uh, that needs to take place. The other thing about, you know, our uh, – supposed hypothetical consortium is that we're putting millions of dollars already into the sport. Now there won't be one other person 
that would be looking at supercars that's already riding millions. Most of them are getting paid, right, by supercars. Mm, We're actually writing checks. So we're sitting there going, you know, obviously, uh, you know, guys around our consortium, but especially me in particular, I'm writing millions of dollars worth of checks into supercars. You already mentioned the four cars plus the events and the official telco sponsor. So I already shown my commitment and I'd love everybody else, but everybody else is looking at this going, well, how do I make money out of this? I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, no, how do we grow the value for the fans and for the teams? And you know what? Making money to me, I'll be honest with you, is third on the list. It really is. Because if you do all the other things right, like I don't get up in the morning at Boost and go, okay, how do we get our EBITDA up? How do we drive this? How do we drive our dividends? I get up and go, how do we get the best experience for our customers? Because the rest of it comes, right? Yeah, agreed. And, and, and that's the part that I think the, the sport needs. You know, sadly, you've got, you know, you've got someone who, who owns it right now is basically a private equity fund. He just wants as much money as they possibly can, right? Yeah. That's, their whole, that's what drives them. Nothing against that. That's a great business model. It's not a great business model for um, you know for someone who's passionate in in a sport. So I think it's you know it's going to be interesting to see where it ends up. And I and I must say, I must say I was probably a little bit harsh on Townsville one support categories there because the Boost Mobile jumpy trucks were on. They were about the highlight, if you ask me. Um, until one of your drivers ended up rolling the thing on its head just yeah, by that, turning through a quarter. That because you haven't you're probably not up to speed, Pete, but I want to drive one of these things, but and my sponsor, Kubota Tractors, want me to do it, but, but Mrs. McKeldon, but Mrs. the real McKeldon. boss, <laughs> she's saying absolutely no way. So when well, old but, mate but goes why? and fl- I mean well, she thinks they're we dangerous. Lowered, we, we we lowered the ramp you know, Cam's or Motorsport Australia or Eugene, you know, obviously we had a massive battle with him a couple of years back when he banned them. These trucks are built so well. I mean I'm good friends with Robbie Gordon. These trucks are built extremely well um they've lowered the ramps um you know they're much safer than they have ever been and uh you know i sit back and go they're, they're fun they are absolutely a, a blast with you. And, and you know what's really really dangerous is actually leaving your house um the odds <laughs> of you making it home every night get less and less right as you get as you get older so i'm sitting yes. back going we're, we're here to live you know and if you're really worried about you know, having something happen to you, just stay at home. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm just writing notes for when I go home tonight. Yeah. And Mrs. McKeldon says, "Hey, you know what you're going to do? Yeah. You're going to you're going to replay this exactly. later on from the podcast yeah, and say, look yeah, what Peter yeah. said about yeah, that's these. Be on it's a good speaker in the kitchen while she's you know, making get, get, get it, get it, get it to call me. <laughs> Done. I don't think she's worried about the actual d- jumpy truck safe safety. I think she's more worried about Matthew's talent level driving one. To be honest. Oh well, that's something that's that's something that, that none of us can fix. If I can, if I can convince Murph to do Bathurst, I can convince your wife to let you run a super there you truck. Go. Oh, no, done. Yes. We heard it here around the country and in New Zealand. <laughs> Peter Adderton is going to convince Mrs. Mack to allow me to jump in a jumpy truck oh. in uh, on the Gold Coast. Pete, you're going to need all all of my luck in Australia and New Zealand. Luck to get that across the line. Let me tell you, that's going to be way harder than Murph and Stanway. <laughs> hey, Peter, just quickly before we let you go, because yeah. you've been incredibly generous with your time. Uh, look, the big story is, of oh, course. I don't know whether you guys realise we're in lockdown. I really have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. But, uh, yeah. but obviously, the big story is the Greg Murphy and Richie Stanway wildcard. But something I, I think often gets lost over is, as you mentioned, Richie Stanway probably didn't have the exit that I think he's. He deserved to be quite honest because he's a very, very talented cat. Do you see this as maybe like a launching pad or like a kickstart to maybe get Richie back in full time? And is that something that you've had a discussion with him? And is that something that he'd be up for? This is to me a kickstart in Richie loving motorsport again, racing again. And I think that where that leads is obviously totally up to, to Richie. I told him and Greg when we turn up to Bathurst that this is probably the first year that you're going to have a blast. You're going to have fun. I mean, that end of the pit where we are with Russell down the end there, we're going to make that the area to hang out. It is going to be fun. So I want Richie to enjoy it. And I think if Richie enjoys it, you know, and I said to Richie, I said, Richie, you know, you're going to be 75%, 85%. Where are you going to be? And he looked at me and he's like, I'm going to be 100%. Like, it almost like he was questioning me Beautiful. of why I would ask him that, right? And he said, I'm not turning up to be 70 or 85%. He said, I'm going at 100%. Now, 100% of where I was before, but he goes, look, it, it, they're, they're training, they've got simulators. I mean, these guys aren't you know, sitting back there you know, going to be wearing their Hawaiian shirts, you know, hanging in a hammock, right? These guys <laughs> are seriously going there 
to have a good shot at it and have a good go at it. And um, I think that that's going to be, um, that's going to be uh, you know, super important. And so they're going to turn up, and I know Richie's going to turn up with the mentality of I'm going to have fun, but I'm going to, I'm going to have a go. So I, I'm super excited to see what happens. But I just don't want people to think that this is like a novelty act, right? That this yeah. is like the real housewives of supercars, right? That we're just trying to create drama. <laughs> These guys are serious, and they're coming in. And um, I, think it's, I think it's good. I mean, I just hope he doesn't, you know, hurt Russell because elderly <laughs> abuse really is not something that I can do. So I, I, I told him in the pits, just go easy on Russell. Talk loud, talk slow. Um, and uh, we might even actually do water aerobics, aqua aerobics with, uh, with Russell. That'll be, so, um, that'll be something. I, I said to Richie, I said, Richie, you'll know Russell's table. It'll have all the pills lined up. Um <laughs> And Russell's car park Russell. is way up at the front, Pete. It's got a blue square on it. <laughs> exactly. He'll be in a uh, he'll be in a hold of Kingswood. Kingswood, the gold just... one, the the fiftieth anniversary version. Oh, geez. Well, that's something that we're we're definitely looking forward to, Peter. But uh, like I said, you've been incredibly generous with your time. And uh, just for anyone listening out there, if you are considering maybe switching your mobile phone provider, maybe look up. Boost Mobile because they have cut all the nonsense. They do keep things very, very simple. And you get great coverage on Australia's biggest mobile network, boost.com.au, for more details. Uh, but, um, Peter, once again, thanks for being a part of the right. program and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you boys. again soon. Right, for sure. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there you go. Peter Adderton, our feature interview. Thanks to Riker Filters. That was pretty enlightening, do you reckon, boys? Uh, That's cool. I, I knew when Very we talked cool. about having him on earlier in the week that he was going to be a great interview because there's just no BS, is yep. there? There's just no BS. There's no, there's no Don't even political have filter. rubbish. You literally know. Yep. That's exactly Love what it. he's thinking. Love it. And we've got so many text Nimsy coming in about that interview, and we'll cover those off yeah, we, when we come back. We don't have much time left in this show because uh, we've got to get out for the <laughs> Matildas game in an hour. But anyway, uh, you are listening to The Driver's Seat. Peter Adderton was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. You're listening to The Driver's Seat, 0433-981116, if you want to be part of the show. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Before we get to this... Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Because we do have a rather big moment to talk about, and it does involve uh, the Sunshine State. We've got to get to some of your texts first. Do you want to go through some of them, the boys? Yeah. How good is this? We've, we've got another one from Peter, actually, from Bay. Peter Addison for Prime Minister. That was a great interview. Thanks, mate. It was. We knew it was going to be great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sensation. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron from Perth. We've uh, we've had someone text in from Perth. Good on you, Aaron. Welcome, Appreciate on. you uh, jumping into the show. He says, evening, guys. Agree with everything Pete has said about Supercar Series and his vision for what it needs. Peter has spoken the most sense publicly about the topic of anyone to date. Exactly right. Absolutely, Aaron. He is a, uh, he is a businessman and he is a fan and hopefully we're going to have uh, – a lot, him on the show a lot more, and, and um, who knows, he might even be involved in supercars. Absolutely. Can't wait to uh, to see what happens there. It's going to be very cool. But another one here from uh, from Toby. Love the show, guys. I reckon I've listened to more driver's seat in my life than I've watched car racing. <laughs> it's very entertaining, and I love the character study element. Good on you, Tobes, your legend. Thanks That's really that, cool. Uh, we've got Little Mac from Toowoomba, one of our regular listeners. G'day, Little Mac. Uh, he loves his weekly fix of Aussie motorsport. We're right there with you, mate. Uh, with such an abundance of young talent at the moment, will we ever see a program like the Holden Young Lions again? Could we ever see the likes of a Jet or Aaron Seaton driving as a wild card for the likes of DJR and Triple Eight? The short answer to that, Little Mac, is that in the old days of the Young Lions, we didn't have Super 2 and Super 3. Yeah. So we see it now the major teams. Yeah, such. that's right. So we see the, the major teams now team, seeming to feed their people and their potentials through that. And then if we can get them into a, a wild card, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I think Aaron's certainly up already driving in Super 2 and doing a good job. Did a good job in Perth, uh, in uh, in Townsville, sorry. And we'll see what happens with young Jet. Yeah, we'll mm. see. We'll see. There's one, uh, there's one from our little mate from Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Glad to hear QR is back on. But a bit sad, ARG is not going to Morgan Park this year. I hope Me that the too. Tin Tops can get to run at QR. Would love to see Jet run around again, and you can guarantee I'll be at QR this year from Tommy and Toowoomba. Yeah, so, Tommy and Toowoomba are oh, a bit of a newsbreaker there. Well, not a newsbreaker, yeah. but he, he has segued us brilliantly to this because Queensland Raceway will be the next round of the Supercars Championship with Sydney obviously going through Sydney things at the moment thanks to the current COVID outbreak. Uh, the Super Sprint, 
Uh, sorry, the Super Knight, no more. It's sad, isn't it? It is. It is. Yep. It's frustrating. Every time we think we got two steps ahead, we uh, we go three steps back. Now, are we glad we're going back to QR? Of course we are. Um, am I exceptionally no, skeptical? QR's got lots. So yeah, I, yeah, not real great ones. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd still hit a kangaroo. Let me give you the strong tip. Um, am I skeptical that John Tetley has done this very much as a PR stunt in conjunction with supercars? I think he has. I think it's you know he has been absolutely vitriolic about supercars in the past, saying no, we're not going to put any money into it, then all of a sudden the deal falls through with, with, with our mate Tony Quinn and he has to go out publicly and say, we are going to invest in the circuit, we are going to do this, we are going to do that. Supercars comes along knocking on the front door. Excuse and, me. Uh, we, uh, excuse me. <laughs> can we have a race? And now he's locked into actually having to do it. And then I think what I read that made me angry during the week, boys, was that he came out and said, oh, we can make these changes in just a couple of days. That's not a problem. Mm. Well, John, why haven't you done it previously? <laughs> Southeast Queensland's been starved for this sort of stuff. So you can't have it both ways. Now, he's got to put his money where his mouth is. I hope he does. And I hope if these borders remain the way they are, that we will get there. In answer to your question, Tommy from Toowoomba, I, there'd be very little chance that you will see Jet driving around in the Tim Top class if there is a Tim Top class at Queensland Raceway. And I'll, there's a political answer to all of that sort of stuff. Supercars hate Trans Am and TA2, as is evidenced by someone high up in the management of supercars ringing up on Saturday night to supercars media and instructing with absolute force and vigour that the onboard camera in Jet Johnson's car be removed forcibly because they didn't want a camera inside a TA2 slash Trans Am car. Good on you, supercars. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on, on that one. Tommy, but uh, I doubt it. On the topic, uh, and I actually saw this on the uh, because team the Team Johnson uh, Facebook page shared the post, so it caught me off guard. Uh, the Morgan Park round, uh, the TCR Shannon's National one, that's going to have uh, the Trans Am and um, and also the TCM as well. Yeah, that's no longer going to happen. Now this is actually yep. it's cancelled. It's not rescheduled. Nope. This is done. Bupkis done. So your next uh, def- well, your next rounds then, Steve and both Matt is Sandown in September. Correct. Absolutely. Hopefully. If everything stays the same, absolutely. And will they reschedule a, a fifth or sixth round for Trans Am, TCM, TCR, Porsche? I, I think, don't know. I think they're trying, but yeah. same Who knows? again. Like, Who knows? There's, it's like trying to fit 12 football games at one venue, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just very hard. So so I don't know what's going to happen. If they do, that would be great. You know, We all just want to go racing, to be fair. Yep. Yeah, Agreed. It, it, it is uh, unfortunate at the moment because, uh, look, when we, well, when we started the year, it all looked very promising. Unfortunately, uh, not the case. And uh, before we get to a quick break, um, that was our Bendix Breaks big moment. We do it thanks to Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Break, one off the text line. Uh, this is from Greg. John Tetley. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. <laughs> Thanks for the doesn't text. say that when he's filling his helicopter up with fuel, though. <laughs> Thanks for the text, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> this is the driver's seat. We got the uh, power rankings to update in just a moment after a bang-up Townsville. We'll do that next. All thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. Tell you what, you want to see a fast lap. Don't worry about Shane Van Gisbergen. Watch, uh, watch Stephen Johnson run from the kitchen with a cup of tea. Uh, yeah, straight to, straight to his bag of peanut M&Ms. I haven't had a chance to have one yet because I crunched too much on the mic. Hey, it is time to update the power rankings. This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. Basically, this is our Brownlow or Dally M. Uh, we go through the previous rounds and give a 3-2-1 vote, much like the Brownlow and Dally M. The rankings at the moment, Shane Van Gisbergen clearly on top in P1 with 23 votes. Will Davison, P2 with 13. Anton Di Pasquale, 9 votes in P3. Then it goes 6 votes for Chaz Mossett and Zane Goddard. 4 votes for Brody Kostecki and Tim Slade. 3 votes for Mark Winterbottom. And 1 vote for Jamie Wincup, Andre Heimgartner, Jack Smith and Thomas Randall. Boys, who wants to start? Oh, you could start. You want me to start? Well, mine are all written down. I mean, you can <laughs> mine copy are written, mine if mine you like. Mine are all written down, sure. Oh, you did your homework. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Thanks, mate. 
Nice, uh, nice change. Would you like me to start at one or three, Matty? Uh, one. One, okay. I'm going to give one vote to Jake Kostecki. Oh, yeah. He wow. had right a, And I just, I, was, I went, studied all three races and where people started, finished, all that sort of thing. He was one of very few that actually moved forward in every race. So, mm. and that was solid. I mean, his qualifying wasn't great. P16, P13, oh, sorry. His finishing was P16, P13, P14, but he was up six, up seven, and up eight in the three races. So I think he raced very well. Um, and, you know, obviously knocking on the door of that uh, low teens and the top 10 uh, all weekend. So I think that was, uh, you know, a good effort from him. Nice, consistent weekend. You look at other guys like Scotty Pye, um, there was a few guys that, Really come up a lot, but then they had, like Scotty Pye had, a, basically a DNF. So that sort of ruined it. But um, Timmy Slade, two points. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, eh? Timmy Slade, two points. We are decidedly different on our 3 2 ones this week. 19th uh, to 4th in the first race. Uh, you know, second race, he qualified last. He had that issue. Uh, 24th to 12th, so up 15 and up 18. And then uh, the last race wasn't great. Uh, had that issue, 20th to 22nd, but... Very, very solid points. And like 19th to 4th, that's just a cracking Yeah, that's drive, a ripper. You know? That's a ripper. Yep. Um, so I think that uh, that deserves two points. And I'm actually going to give three points to Cam Waters. I think he did and drove very smart. He learnt from what was going on on the weekend with Shane and, and where Shane's strengths were and where Shane was passing most people, uh, which was into that last corner. And he... Covered him off beautifully in race 19 and withstood his pressure the whole mm. race and I think did a, just an absolutely superb job. Two two wins over the weekend. Yeah, it was a cracker. Good turnaround. Yep, and absolutely. dare I say, threw a couple of Van Gisbergen moves back at Van Gisbergen. Yeah. So 100%. obviously learnt on the way, which is good. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you my one, two, three, starting at one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give one to Scott Pye. I thought he put a con- he put a really good, consistent weekend together. Uh, again, he had a, a, a malfunction in the car, which probably put paid to his weekend, but I thought he drove really, really well. In that really last well. race? Yeah, that last race two points to Chazzy Mozzie because they were P nowhere they were on magnetic island the weekend before they <laughs> didn't even show up so that was an absolute shocker and he again had some really good results right on the edge and of course got a podium as well and then I'm like you three two uh, three points to Cam Waters great turnaround however will it remain Whatever we race, wherever we race at next, will mm. they be able to keep it together? That that it, uh, it, one, there's an old saying: one swallow doesn't make a summer. And I just don't reckon this one round is shooting a big message to the supercars pit lane that Tickford and Cam Waters and that Monster Energy car are going to be consistent runners. I don't Hope get I'm that wrong. saying. I, I don't. I don't get that. One saying. swallow doesn't make a summer. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I'll explain it to you off air, <laughs> but it's not its not what you think. It's got to do with birds and not, oh, right. again, not what you think. <laughs> okay, copy that. But um, how interesting, sorry, how interesting, none of our, we, we didn't feature SVG in any of our uh, points. He drove mm. fantastic and he was great over the weekend, but yeah, it's, I think, a few other standouts. I think um, another thing is that, and Matty, you touched on this. Waters pulled an SVG on SVG. And yep. like you said too, Steve, he learned from his previous mistakes. Yep. And because how many times, when we saw um, <laughs> SVG basically doing Morse code on the back of the Monster Energy Mustang, <laughs> um, we're just like, oh, yeah, we know what's going to happen next. But it didn't happen. No, no Cam kept Racing by Braille. We like that. Well, <laughs> And can I also say the other the other big thing that I really love was Jamie Wincup having a whack at the back of Van Gisbergen as well. Absolutely. It was that great was racing. That's what we need to see, folks. But we need, to, we need to see that with more than two cars through the field. We need Absolutely. to see it right through the field because yep. it can happen. Yep. Well, that was our power rankings. We do it thanks to the Driver's Seat app. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. You're listening to the Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We've got to get to some of your texts. We'll do that right after this. This is the Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. In fact, we've been doing it for over 40 years. 0433981116. If you'd like to text in wherever you are across Australia, and New Zealand. Welcome to our friends listening on SENZ for the first time. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Uh, awesome. Do you want to go through some of those texts, Matty? 
Uh, I will. I, there, there's one from Peter at Munta Bay again, our serial texter for this evening. He's been good. It's, he says, it's okay. It's time to get back to picking on Maddie as usual. Uh, wouldn't a jumpy truck with you in it be a little bit more like a slot car because of the difference in ballast? <laughs> oh. Thank you, Peter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Normally he's here all night. Well done. Normally that's me. Yeah. I uh, want one here from Shane, Shane Butler. Uh, I thought the only lights at Queensland Raceway were 4X lights. <laughs> <laughs> Learning something new every day. <laughs> Oh, well done, Shane. In fact, Shane is the uh, was the guru that I bought my Mustang from. So down in Melbourne, good on you, yeah. Shane. Hope you're doing well in lockdown there. Uh, Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy in Toowoomba says, uh, sad to hear the supercars is that anti-TA2. Just proves, Maddie and Jet, that the category you are part of must be doing something right. You're 100% yeah, correct, Tom. Absolutely. And I've uh, just seen this <laughs> yeah, new one. I'm going to read Jeff from Hamilton Hill. This is a cracker. <laughs> Great to see Cam Waters do well on the weekend. And cheers, Matthew, for the heads up on JC's Insta. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right there. And if, you'd, uh, if you're also a fan of that sort of thing, jump onto Nick Perkat's mm. uh, Instagram because he's finally started to debut – his lovely lady on uh, the gram, and if you could give that a three, two, one, it'd be a nine. <laughs> uh, that's from Jeff in Hamilton, Hamilton Hill, uh, in, you, in WA as well. So uh, another, another WA. Wow, it must be. Late. Is it late or early over there? No, Very early. Early. early, seven. Early. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Then. Uh, dinner time. It's about time actually that we debut for our SENZ um, audience. It's time to check in across the ditch. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a quick look at see what's going on in the world of motorsport over in NZ um, throughout the driver's seat. But uh, did you hear about this? This there was rumblings a little bit earlier on in the year that Team Kiwi, Team Kiwi Racing, would be trying yeah. for a yep. Bathurst wildcard. A fifth car mm. from Brad Jones Racing apparently is all rubber stamp, but uh, no more it seems. Uh, uh, yeah, David David John, I think mm. is. Team Kiwi, seen a lot of drivers go through Team Kiwi, people like Chris Pither and SVG. SVG came through. Andre uh, Heimgartner. Andre Heimgartner, yeah, another good one there. Andre Hairdryer. Dean Fiore. Dean Fiore. Very sad that we're not going to see Team Kiwi because I think, unfortunately, whilst we don't see them as a mainstay. Are we not going to see them or have they just, has BJR just pulled out? Well, BJR's pulled out because they've talked about the Gen 3 being so busy trying to get that together that trying to put a, a Team Kiwi entry together is just too which hard. Is now, a, which is actually a fifth car for BJR, so that's massive effort. Mm, that's right. So whether whether David John goes to another team to see if they can facilitate that uh, is yet to be seen. But I reckon it would have been great because, you know, we've got – we've got it's wildcard central this year. I love um, it. I love we, it. Yeah, I, look, I love it too. And and I tell you what, Nimsy, um, and again, for our, for our New Zealand listeners, your boy over here, he is toweling everyone up. SVG is handing a very heavy bat to everyone. And I dare say that if he continues this form, he'll be around ahead, as in 300 points ahead going into Bathurst. If he's there, if that's it, the championship's done and dusted. Who gives a toss, really? It's going to be SVG's championship. So we go to Bathurst, focusing on the race. And, and that's everyone where I think just having a crack. Everyone having a balls-out crack at it. And that's what I love about the wild cards and the entertainment value of of Murphy and Stanaway and Brock Feeney and Russell Ingle. And, you know, it would have been great to have Team Kiwi in there among that mix as well. Yeah, it certainly would. And hopefully we'll be able to see them back on the grid at some point in time because they tried again in 2019 to get a wild card. That fell through. And their last appearance in the championship was actually 2009 at the Hamilton 400, uh, where yeah. Steve, I believe, uh, has oh, a pole. Oh, don't start. Yeah, Steve has oh, a pole position pole. at Hamilton. I'll only say it from jealousy, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I called the V8 Utes Trans-Tasman Challenge. At Hamilton, it was a great event. It was. It, it was, was a awesome. really good street event. Circuit, Wicked track. Oh, street circuit, yeah. great street circuit. Car breaker. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, aren't they all? But yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It was a good fun track. It yeah, was the chicane a, over the back. The chicane. <laughs> the, the chicane over the back. J Dub actually yeah. had a massive tore crash. Tore the front out of it. Tore the front out and the back out of his car, and actually, basically. Didn't do the rest of that round. Still won the championship that year, though. But mm. uh, I stayed at Hampton Downs on the track there that weekend and made it into Hamilton every day. Boy, do we have some parties there. there Must you be are. good being a high flyer. Just anyone but, that's uh, – if, if anyone in uh, NZ at the moment listening via SENZ would like to maybe recreate that trip, 
Uh, we're more than happy for Contra here on the driver's seat. Need a lot of alcohol and stuff like that. Uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll talk about F1 in our race rewind. We'll do that next. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, right now, it is time for this. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. Uh, you know what, boys? I'll just go straight to the footage because we'll do a wrap up of the British F1. And I think this was the only talking point that everyone was having a yarn about afterwards. Hamilton's going to try again this time on the inside. A continent touch. Verstappen is out of the race. And that's a big crash into Cops. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen coming together. Hamilton continues on. Charles Leclerc now leads the British Grand Prix. Side note, it was so hard to watch that, seeing 100,000-plus people there. Uh, but <laughs> oh, um, it, I've, know, got a, Nimsy, it is what it I've got to tell you, there's some accidents that you see as both a racing driver and a fan that just make your blood run just a little bit cold. Um, you know, I remember the same feeling when I saw Etten Senna die um, and a few other really, really big ones. You just go, oh, dear, oh, dear, that's a big accident. I've got to say... I got a little bit of sweaty forehead. My hands went sweaty until we saw Max get out of that because that was 51G. That was big. That was big. And and look, you know, as much as I'm a racing driver, Stevie J, you're the you've got the bigger career. And in fact, your role for those who don't know at a lot of race meetings is to be a driver standards officer. You've done it for Porsche. You do it for Toyota 86. We call you Drive Through Johnson because normally <laughs> you just want to give people a drive through so you can get to a dinner early. Um, but what was your take on that? Because Boy, it was contentious. It was contentious, and it's always going to be when you have two that are fighting first and second for the championship and so hard between those those two guys. And, you know, if you look at it, you know, Lewis was a long way down the inside, and what I think made it look worse is that I think Lewis tried to back out in a, in a way, you know, like he was right up front wing just behind the back of the rear wheel, uh, the front wheel. And when they touched, it was obviously front wheel to rear wheel. So, uh, you know, I'm going to give it uh, 60%, 40% fault, 60% Lewis and 40% right. Max. Yep. Okay. So it's, it's, I think it's almost a racing incident, but I think the penalties serve the crime in regard to you, what you can't look at in these situations. And I've had to deal with a similar situations doing being the driving standards advisor, in, especially in Carrera Cup, that – it's hard not to, but you can't look at the outcome. So you can't look at the size of the crash because yes, okay, it could you. have happened somewhere else and he would have just spun out, spun out, spun out sure. and kept going, right? Yep. Yep. So you can't look at the actual incident. incident. Or the, or you've, you've got to separate the incident or the damage. From, the, from the damage at the exactly. end. Exactly. So right. you've got to look at the actual incident wholly and solely and try to blanket out everything else. And if you look at it, from my point of view, it was a 60-40 uh, from uh, from Lewis's side, so I think that's that's what. But but I do know. I don't know. You, you you've had a big crash. What did you say? I've had you, a couple. What did you say when you had a when you had that one at Bathurst? Did you uh, say anything? Uh, once yeah. Once I got my teeth back in my face, I radioed back and said, "I've made a mistake." Okay. Well, I know exactly what Max would have said. What's that? I hit the wall. <laughs> 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 I don't know if he did say that. <laughs> it didn't That's even, very it, funny. Well done. <laughs> well done, Nimsy. You were very quick on the sound effect there. That was very good. Actually, speaking speaking of very quick, Shane Butler has text back in again. He said, did you know Max Verstappen is Dutch shorthand for maximum velocity stopping? <laughs> Just kidding. It means pancake. Good on you, Shane. Good on you, Shane. And he's written here, I'll show myself out. <laughs> yeah, look, look. Look, we were very lucky. I think we were very lucky as a sport because that sort of accident, yeah. that's a bell ringer. That was – if you look at some of the YouTube video from people in the crowd, by God, that thing hits well, yeah, so hard. You know the crowd then. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Goodness. Oh, my God. You heard Crofty. Crofty nearly Crofty was blew his limiter. – Yeah, absolutely. His yeah. voice box nearly exploded. But yeah. <laughs> um, the – the the tire barrier too. Like, can you imagine that? Never used to have tire barriers there years and years ago. Could you imagine that crash without those there? Oh, we'd be burying him. The safety now yep. is unbelievable. Yeah, 
Yes, albeit that they are going much faster now than they were, I yep. think, at corner speeds. Yep. But and I want to sort of steer away just, just very briefly now from the actual accident. And what I do want to say, which has disgusted me with things that I have read, is regarding uh, social media, uh, talking. we're all talking about, you know, you know, there's no place for racism, there's no place for social hate, and the backlash that Lewis has gotten on social media from people is just absolutely appalling. Morant. It's just dreadful. And, you know, you look at Red Bull uh, F1, you look at Toro Rosso, they're obviously, you know, basically the same team as such. They're separate teams, but, yep. you know, even they've come out with statements saying, you know, we race hard and fair or we race hard on the track, but off the track we are all one. And so did McLaren. there is McLaren, McLaren too. This, there is yep. no, no. Ferrari. Yeah, absolutely. There is there is no place for this in our society. These people, Matty, they they can get on and they can type their messages and they can send it and there's no repercussion for no. them. They need to be black banned. Totally. We don't need those people watching yep. this, any of our sports. I yep. don't care whether it's rugby, motor racing, cricket, the Olympics. I don't care what it is. They just need to go. They almost need to be black banned from a phone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look. I don't disagree. And Formula One is, I think, going to have to take a bigger step. And I think they're going to have to start monitoring everyone. And if you throw something up there, you're gonski. And no. I've got to tell you, we don't get it a lot here, but Steve and I do cop a bit of heat from people sometimes, and it doesn't feel great. We're big enough and we're ugly enough to be able to look after ourselves. And you know, nobody really knows who we are. But if you're Lewis Hamilton, who you know, you've got some gazillion million number of followers. Uh, and someone starts throwing, or collectively people start throwing that kind of shade at him. I think it's absolutely appalling, and I don't know. I don't know when people are going to get it through the head. Yeah. I just don't know. Understand? I and, don't get it, Nimsy. And and going on that too, you know, like as you said, like we can cop the brunt of stuff, you know, and this and that, like you know, and to to us, you know, yeah, you, you, it's not pleasant by any means. So it's sort of like, all right, you know that that bloke or that person is severely, you know, you've got a miserable life if this is what they have to result to. But it's also yeah. not fair on the families too. I mean, you know, you don't want your wives, your kids, uh, my mum, my my partner to read this sort totally. of vitriol and stuff like that that yeah. comes out there. So I think, yeah, you're right, Matty. Something does have to be done. It almost has to be a full-time role because – at Agreed. the rate that people consume media, I mean, you know, there's people listening to this very show right now in multiple time zones. We've got guys over in Perth, guys and girls in Perth that are London. listening, and it's dinner time for them. We've got people Island, in New Zealand London, right now. Yeah. New Zealand, yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, oh, spot on. Cannot, uh, cannot um, agree with both of you there more, but uh, look, that was our Race Rewind, and uh, glad to see, Max, we do have... A bit of a laugh at his expense, but he's it it okay, mate. Well, oh, that was a bell ringer. <laughs> I'm very well, I'm stoked that he is okay out of that. Yeah, because that's yeah. a shocker. Absolutely. I'm, you're not wrong there. Um, that was our race rewind. You can protect your ride with complete system replacement with gates, belts, and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Uh, we'll wrap up the driver's seats right after this because after 9.30 p.m. Eastern, the Matilda's Olympic campaign is underway, and you can listen via all the... Uh, yes, thank you very much. I didn't realise there was lyrics in that. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a preacher. Hey, speaking of Olympics, congratulations, mm. Brisbane oh, and yes. Queensland. We got the Olympics. How hey, good. Happy day. Can't wait for the traffic jams to start getting good around <laughs> Brisbane again with all the... <laughs> things being built I'll be to accommodate a, it. But I'll, anyway. be, I'll be sorry. I'm fine. I'll be in my nursing home by then. Side <laughs> <laughs> note: uh, You talk about traffic jams, though, Matty. Did you know that they actually pushed back the Brisbane and Richmond game by 15 minutes because both teams were stuck in traffic? <laughs> That's up not here. a joke. That's not a joke. Up here, yeah, because yeah, they're up there. Oh, mate, traffic's no good in Brisbane and oh. Gold Coast. It's no good. You oh. know why? Because everyone wants to live here. Because we yeah, have because everyone's moving from yet, Sydney and Melbourne. Everyone's up coming here. from Sydney and Melbourne. <laughs> Wishing everyone in Sydney and Melbourne the best too. Absolutely. By the way. Good steer into that skid there, Matty. But uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause. Oh. Wrap it all up right after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia. It's great to have your company on the driver's seat. A big thank you to Peter Adderton for joining us um, on the show this week, and thank you for all your texts. Uh, we'd be remiss, Steve, if we didn't recap young Jet Johnson, his performance at the Townsville Tin Tops. Uh, he was back in the full throttle barbecue Ford Mustang. I happen to see actually on our Facebook page, someone put a photo up of uh, a delicious looking pie from uh, full throttle there. <laughs> yeah, yes. It looked very, very good. And believe it or not, they are all handmade by the bot, like the boss, the big boss of full throttle, Mick and, and, and his off the team. tools and Mate, he, he gets the in there, shop. he's in there at Sparrow in the morning at 
three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning and making them. So kudos to him. Like they, they put in the hours. Yeah, breakfast from 5 a.m. So make sure you check it out if you're in the Newcastle mm. area. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about Jet because uh, Car 117 did very, very well. I was quite enjoying it on the coverage. It was. It was great. It was just the perfect weekend for us to get up there. It was a last-minute thing that was put together just after the first Townsville event. Mm-hmm. And... Um, talking to Nathan Kayser, who's, yeah, good who's friend, Nathan. Yeah, the yep. boss of uh, uh, the Jumpy Trucks, which yep. uh, Matthew's never going to race. <laughs> and um, uh, he said, hey, there's an opportunity here. And I said, hey, this could be great for Jet. So he did a bit of, bit of calling around and making sure things were okay and put it all together. And it was perfect. It was just a great weekend to go up and have a race. But for Jet to have his first experience at a street circuit mm. without it being the pressure of a championship round of sorts. So I think that it was ideal. I am the art. I'm like, oh, do I really need to take Jet to a street circuit right now at 16 years old? But Second we did race it. too. Second race. And I'm like, oh, so yes, no, yes, no, all week. But we did it. But and he's showing signs, isn't he? great. Like, yeah. you know, when we, when we saw Jet in the Hyundai, it's a bit hard because it's kind of, I don't know, it wasn't really him and it's hard to be competitive in that class but you know rear-wheel drive v8 big slick tires a, a ton of experience from you and grandpa and all that kind of stuff i th- if you look if you ask me i think he's from where i was expecting no disrespect but i think he's ahead of the curve yeah i think he's done better than what we thought he was going to do because yeah, he is at the front he is now at the times of the front running guys in trans am and ta2 yeah and you keep telling me steve Get him in a Trans Am, get him in a Trans Am. Yeah. And I was like, no, let's just do our apprenticeship first and in TA2 and, and, and all that. It's a lot of, it's less pressure. It's a lot of fun. And I'm not saying that Trans Am's not fun, yeah. but it's that next level. It's like going from Super 2 to Super Yeah, cars. I think he's ready mm. for it though. You and know, if you so. ask me, I think maybe, uh, maybe put him in both, Stevie J. And another good one from uh, Jeff at Hamilton Hill. Thank you, Matthew. Another good one. I should have been a race car driver, referring to Nick Perkett's misses and James <laughs> Courtney misses. Well I've done. I've got to tell yeah. you, mate, it's a good life, let me tell you. Well done. Yeah. Let me if, tell you. You've seen you, Stevie J's misses? you're good. Talk about batting out of your league. Well, oh, oh. That, that, wraps up, that wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. Uh, big thank you to Peter Adderton for joining us on the program. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, live coverage of the Matildas versus New Zealand, kicking off Matildas. the Olympics. Go green and gold. And to our friends across the ditch. Aussie, uh, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> oi, 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 oi. We'll see you next week for another big edition of The Driver's Seat. On behalf of Matt and Steve, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.